Hello, and welcome to the Highly Functional Female Podcast. I am your host, Arlene Scholten, chiropractor and mother of three. I am obsessed with all things to keep us physically and mentally strong, biohacking this aging thing and living sustainably. I interview amazing and inspiring women on health tips and biohacks. Ladies, we can do this. Life is a journey and let's enjoy it. to um, my podcast and um, thank you for tuning in and listening and today we've got Charlie Moult who is also a chiropractor and Charlie um, practices in London and she's been a chiropractor for four years so uh, what we're going to talk about today is breath work um, and Charlie has been doing this for quite some time now so I thought it was only appropriate to get an expert on to explain a little bit about um, the science, the physiological changes that happen with breath work and some of the benefits to us, especially as we're, you know, kind of in the midst, in the height of COVID and, you know, people are starting to find this quite challenging mentally. Um, so this is hopefully just a tip for a lot of people um, if they want to try this out themselves. So welcome, Charlie, and thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. So um, we're going to try to keep these to 20, 30 minutes. So I'm going to dive right in. Um, so per, first of all, obviously you're a chiropractor. So you're very obviously, most chiropractors are quite um, interested in anything that's really health and healing and obviously the science behind them. So can you explain a little bit um, why you, like what got you introduced into breath work in the first place? So when I first graduated as a chiropractor, um, I used to dabble with meditation sometimes, but I'd never come across breathwork. And I think I'd only been in practice like three months. And um, sounds ridiculous, but I kind of got burnout. <laughs> so um, it just, as soon as I left school, just the learning process of becoming a chiropractor, it kind of hit me like a bus and I found it really overwhelming. So I went on a retreat which had breathwork on it and um, it made me really emotional. Like I've never cried so much in my life and um, really opened something up inside of me. And I thought, wow, there's something to this. And then it's from there that my fascination with breathwork grew and I started to learn um, how it impacts your mental, emotional health. Right. It's interesting. I had a patient yesterday because we've just um, opened actually with distancing and everything. And um, I asked a patient because I, I said to her, I said, how are you doing? Like, how are you doing emotionally? And she just burst into tears, you know, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I said, you know, like, that's kind of what a lot of people are holding inside, whether it be because of the COVID crisis right now. Um, or even any traumatic life experience before, or even just general stress. But yeah, she just burst into tears and she felt like she had to apologize. And I was like, you know what, you got to let this stuff out. So if it's breath work or meditation, I think, you know, as long as those, those emotions and that negative stress, uh, you know, I guess, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's stiff up a lip and you try to keep this stuff inside. But I guess like you've experienced and even, you know, you have patients where you start adjusting them and they say, why am I so emotional? Like, why am I crying? And, you know, why am I so tired? I guess it is a bit of a release, like a little bit like that, would you say? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because throughout life, whenever we're dealing with something like a stressful situation or we're upset or we're angry, we hold our breaths. So when we're angry, we might clench our teeth. Mm -hmm. Or when you open an email that you don't like, we tend to hold our breath. Or if, if you're in the middle of confrontation, we do it all the time. Even, you know, if you are crying, we struggle to speak because we're choking, we're not breathing properly. Yeah. 
And it's something that we all do as humans because we're trying not to really feel those horrible emotions in that moment. Yeah. So then you're absolutely right. What happens is we store up all that tension in our body and we've not actually worked through the emotions. Yeah. So yeah, oftentimes when you have that moment to pause, when you do get adjusted, when you do start to change how you breathe, naturally these emotions will start to come up. Yeah. Like, I guess if you look at an anxious person or somebody that worries and their breath is quite shallow regularly, and that is their actually habit and their general natural physiology. I mean, let's face it. If you're not breathing deeply, you are in a sense deoxygenating your system. Absolutely. I think we can all agree that oxygen is kind of important, you know, <laughs> especially right now, just to, you know, fuel the tissue really. And I guess one of the things they're saying with COVID right now is that the, the hemoglobin actually just won't find the oxygen. So and that's one of the big issues right now with the, when, as they understand the science behind this. But I guess, you know, for a normal, healthy person, we can bind the oxygen. But if we're in an anxious state, you know, it's just not getting there because we're just not breathing. Especially long term as well. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you, because um, I, do, I do call map every morning. And this yes. morning, actually, there was a, a little section on breath work, which is not always on there. But, um, and I've tried it a little bit just I guess times when you're kind of stressed and there's a bit of anxiety I'll do it in the car on the way to work or wherever um, and I kind of do that box breath so you do four uh, you breathe in for four hold for four breathe out for four and hold for four so um, I'm sure there are a number of different techniques out there um, but I guess for the for kind of listeners right now is this something you would recommend people do daily or is it something you just do in states of anxiety or I guess stress so 100%, you can use breath work for different things. So I would definitely recommend it as a daily practice. Um, in terms of what I call a deep dive, so you know when you go, I'm trying to think how it explains to people who don't know, but what you can do is you can go into a more intensive period of breath work. So this is where you really intensify your breath and you bring much, much more oxygen into your body for a period of time. So that kind of deeper breath work, I would recommend doing once a week. So that's a real body reset. That's when you want to release stress hormones. And um, yeah, if you need to release any, can you swear on this? Sure, go for it. <laughs> if you need to release any shit, um, it's a really good way of doing it. So say, or if you did have a really emotional day, then once a week you can do like a deep dive. Okay. Um, but in terms of a daily practice, I think a really great way to start is taking a couple of minutes a day and becoming aware of your breath. Mm -hmm. So noticing how you are breathing, it really gives you a map to how your body is doing in a moment. Because sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we can be seriously stressed and we're just living our life and we've not even checked in with our body. Yeah, like when you get a patient laid down, like relax. And they're like, oh, Jesus. Like, and their shoulders are up here and they're back. Yeah, they don't even know. They're like, I'm fine. Just been laying there for two minutes, supposed to be relaxing, and their body is still like crunched up here, you know? So, yeah, I think sometimes for people, it is just a habit, isn't it? And you shallow breathe. Um, and I guess, like, long term, like we said, it's not great for you. So, what, like, just a couple minutes a day, it doesn't have to be a long practice at all. So, how I would recommend is a couple of minutes a day just checking in with your breath. So closing your eyes, putting the hands on your heart, hand on your belly, and just noticing how you are breathing. So noticing if you're breathing from your chest or your diaphragm, which is your primary breathing muscle, whether you're taking shallow breaths. Um, and then what I would recommend doing is having a practice where you lengthen out your breaths. Okay. So we should be able to be relaxed enough. This is as a daily practice 
to be able to do about five breaths in one minute. That's what we should be aiming for. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's a guy, we were talking about this before the call, there's a guy called Botego. He has something called the Botego Method. And um, he has a really cool little test here. You can measure that your breathing is improving. So if you do this practice daily, what will happen is throughout the day, you'll start to breathe better because you'll be activating your primary breathing muscles better and you'll most likely be more relaxed. What would your primary breathing muscles be then? For the oh, so what I mean really is your diaphragm and breathing from your lower belly rather than your chest. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And your diaphragm yeah. for anyone, obviously it's right under your rib cage and it, it is actually quite a big muscle, isn't it? And it runs across the... Across big the sheet of muscle. Yeah. Um, so if you do this just a few minutes every day practicing, you'll notice a huge difference in your breath. And there's a cool way to monitor this. Do you want me to show you? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so what you do is you take a breath in and out, a normal breath in and out, and then you hold your nose. So I'll show you first, you go, okay? And then what I will do is I will count, and what you do is you wait until you naturally feel like you need to take a breath, and that will be your count. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll try it. So take a breath in and out through your nose. Okay. And then hold your nose. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I'm just gonna stop there so people don't get bored. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's all I can do, and I am turning red actually. <laughs> so it's a really good test. So what you should be aiming for is you want to be getting over 20. I reckon you could have done that because you're a woman. <laughs> okay. Um, and if you are an athlete and you want to use breath for performance, you should be aiming for over 35. So the okay. cool thing is, is that if you do this measurement once a week, you can track that your breathing is improving. Great. So I guess for anyone listening to the podcast and you can't see, so you would breathe in and then breathe out all the way pinch your nose, close your nose, yes. and then time you from there. Yes. Okay. And um, so you want over 20. And then if you're an athlete, super fit, um, we're going to see if you are actually super fit. And if you can hold it for 35 seconds or more. Yes. Without passing out. <laughs> it, so, should um, be, it should be a natural responsible for anyone that passes out. Did <laughs> <laughs> you write this paper at the bottom? <laughs> actually, yes. <laughs> When I was researching it, I found it quite interesting because one of the things on Google, um, it said that this originated, um, it was born out of LSD research in the 60s. And they said the hyperventilation that you create with some breath work, you could get an experience like you were having an L like you were having an acid trip. Now, I have no idea, genuinely, what that feels like. But is <laughs> I, that, I'm nodding, I have no idea. <laughs> is that, um, you know, is that, is that where it originated from? Or does, I mean, I would imagine, I would have thought this went back, you know, you know, hundreds, thousands of years, really. Absolutely. So, I mean, we were born breathing. Yeah. And um, the thing with our breath is, when you think about physiological functions in our body, it's the only function that we have both automatic and conscious control over. Okay. So I don't actually know when breathwork originally originated. We were probably doing it in caveman times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one stem of breathwork, which is holotropic breathwork, 
did come from that scene. So like the LSD, um, do you say acid? But anyway, the drug scene. Could, you, the um, experience somebody gets could be like an acid trip is what they said. Yeah, so obviously um, this is more when you're doing a deep dive. So how you would do a longer breathwork session is you do all the breathing through your mouth. So you bring much, much more oxygen into your body. Mm. So as you're bringing a flood of oxygen into your body, that sends more blood up to your brain so you can feel like a head rush. Yeah. And it can also bring tingling sensations throughout your whole body because for a short period of time, you're changing the O2 and CO2 levels in your body. So that's why it can make you feel a bit buzzy and give you a rush. So I guess for anyone, obviously O2 is oxygen, then CO2 is your carbon dioxide, which obviously we breathe out when we're exhaling. Yeah. Awesome. So can you talk a little bit about, because um, <clears throat> the pH changes, doesn't it? Um, you become more, I guess if you look at a, like an acid-base chart, you've got zero to 14 really, and I guess the, the blood pH should be around 7.4. Uh, so what they're saying in some of the research I was reading is that you, you become more basic. So you, you, I mean, you go towards the 14, obviously not 14, but you're, you're going outside of your normal natural pH range. So your acid base is actually, you're, you are changing actually. The, there is physiological changes, which I think what they're now finding with so much research and meditation actually too, like there are physiological changes. So I think that's quite interesting and important for, you know, for women to understand when you're doing these things, it's not a waste of time because we don't yeah. have much time. You know, we're juggling so many plates. And I think, you know, it's really important to understand that this actually there is actually a change. It is actually worth your time. Even, you know, I do 10 minute meditations every day and sometimes you're like, oh, should I, you know, ditch that today? But actually, you know, there is like, I think now that there's research, um, you know, find, you find the time because you know that there is, you know, it is actually improving your health. Yeah. I totally agree. It's the same with, um, I guess it's the same with healthy eating. Like, Yes, healthy food tastes good when you've had that diet for a long period of time. But one of the reasons why you keep your nutrition as good as you possibly can is because you know scientifically how good it is for your body. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with breathing. I think more and more is going to come out about this. So when we are breathing shallow and we're not getting enough oxygen into our body on a regular basis, that will be activating our sympathetic nervous system to some extent. And it will be changing our, the pH levels in our body. So in essence, if you're not breathing properly, you're to some extent constantly in a stressed out state. Yes. Yeah. And when you create stress in your body, that is naturally going to change your pH levels. Yeah. Also, it also would have an impact, sorry. It would also have an impact on your immune system then, wouldn't it? Yes, massively. And you need, you need oxygen to be able to oxygenate your cells. So if you're not getting the right amount of oxygen into your cells every day, that's going to impact every part of your body. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I have three children and obviously they've been, we've been in lockdown for weeks now and they've not seen their friends and <laughs> it's all been a bit crazy. Um, what, like at what age could you start teaching this? Is this, because I know in many countries around the world, they do mindfulness and meditation from, you know, age two, three, whereas, you know, we don't seem to, it's starting to become much more popular, but I mean, you don't see it. I have one child still in primary school um, and you don't, they might do some mindfulness practice and things like that, but nothing such as this. So, I mean, if I wanted to teach this to my children, um, like at what age could you start? And is there like a short practice that you could start start with them right away? 
Yeah, so I think it's amazing to bring in some kind of meditation and breathwork practice for children. For as young as two, obviously you've got to adapt what you do. Yes. So um, in terms of like a full-on breathwork session, the recommended age is 14 or above. For a child to be able to understand that you are, you know, that you need to stay relaxed, that there's nothing scary going on with the body. So my advice if you're doing any kind of breathwork or meditation with children is let them do it at their own pace. Children tend to be naturally intuitive. So they tend to know, um, once you give them a little bit of guidance with the breathwork, what their body needs, actually more so than adults a lot of the time. Right. Um, in terms of exercises that you can do, um, children don't always have the biggest attention span. They might be like, what are you doing? I don't want to do this daily. Um, so I think the most important thing is to give them um, tactics and techniques so that they can utilize it, they'll remember it, and it's easy to do. So one of my favorites, which they can do at home or if they need a moment while they're at school where maybe they're feeling a little bit upset or stressed, mm -hmm. is um, by using their hands. So um, what I tell them to do is to follow, can you see what I'm doing through here? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to remember so this will translate via audio as well. Yes. So <laughs> you have your hand out and what you want to do is you want to trace over the hand. So that around makes sense. the fingers, around the fingers, yeah. Exactly, around each of the fingers so that you move around the whole hand, a bit like those wire games. Yes, okay. So then what you ask them to do is they take a breath in as they come up the first finger, so that would be the thumb, pause at the top, and then breathe out. Right. Pause at the bottom, and then breathe in. Pause, and out. All right. And then following the hand the whole way through. You breathe up the finger, down the finger, and then onto the next. Yeah, and there's a pause at each. So it's breath in, pause, breath out, pause, breath in, pause, breath out, pause. Okay. And would you just do that once or twice or does it matter? So I would recommend they can do it once yeah. and see how they feel. If yeah. they still feel sad, if they still feel stressed, move through the hand again. Yeah. Well, that's super easy, isn't it? It's just, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, sometimes even with, you know, boys are, you know, testosterone surges through all different stages of their development. Sometimes I'm like, just breathe, <laughs> you know? just breathe in and exhale. <laughs> and it, it, isn't it interesting? A lot of the things that are so, so good for us are actually quite simple. Yeah. It's just getting in the habit of doing them as a daily practice and being consistent with it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a quote. It was like, um, breathe in and exhale the bullshit, which is <laughs> something we could all use every day <laughs> oh, good, yeah. um so i guess yeah would we say quite safe to say i mean mental health issues are skyrocketing and i think my personal opinion and i think with the data is showing that after you know this crisis we will kind of see a, a surge of anxiety and issues not just in adults but also in teenagers and children because i mean even the adults i mean what on earth is going on you know like we're questioning the science behind it we're questioning the lockdown we're questioning the safety of everyone um so i think even you know some people will lose businesses so i mean the anxiety and things are going to be quite high um, so it'd be quite safe to say, knowing what we know about the physiological changes, that this is actually something that anyone with any any degree of anxiety could actually start to start to use with with some good um, results, really. 
Yeah, um, there's actually a big body of research for this. Um, I've sent over some links, so I think we can share that, can't we, on the podcast? Yeah, we can, yeah. Yeah, um, but there's loads of research and there's a lot more coming out now about how breathwork can specifically help you if you are feeling anxious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, some of the things that I've touched upon already, our breathing is affected when we are anxious. We tend to breathe at a more rapid rate and more shallow. So by learning to breathe in a more relaxed state, then that's going to help calm our body down. There's always a feedback loop, go, loop going on between our brain and our body. Yeah. So by telling our body that it's okay, we're in a safe space, then we can send signals back and forth mm -hmm. that we're okay, we're relaxed. Yeah, and, and cortisol um, goes down, doesn't it? That's a stress. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's been amazing. I find it really, really interesting. So you, will, I can't wait to come to one of your workshops when this is all done and we're allowed to be free. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> nice. Um, because yeah, I like yeah, it's all great on Zoom, but there's nothing like being in you know contact with people, and you know, um, like I can't wait for hopefully the Edinburgh lectures are going on in June. Oh my god, I hope so. Yeah, because I can't wait to be with you know like-minded people and just um, give everyone a big hug. Really, <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. Um, but yeah, lockdown is ending soon, hopefully. So we'll see what social distancing measures we all have to take. Um, so I guess on a final note, um, where can we find you? And if people are interested in, cause I know you do, uh, you do a lot of work with, um, corporates yeah. um, and one-on-one, -on -one. do you do one-on-one -on -one as well? Yeah, I do. Okay. So how would, um, I mean, how would somebody contact you? Should we just put a link at the bottom? Yeah, that would be amazing. So, um, I'll be a millennial. My Instagram handle is DC Charlie Bolt. <laughs> oh, you're so young. Um, <laughs> And you can also go on my website, which is alignbreatheconnect.uk. So yeah, we can pop that at the bottom. Absolutely. So thank you so much for all your time. And I found that absolutely amazing. And I'm going to start, I'm going to try it with my, with my five-year-old actually, when he next has his tantrum. So <laughs> it's actually really good. That kid is so chilled out. I might try it with uh, some of the other ones. <laughs> all right. So thank you so much. And um, yeah, we'll have you back on sometime soon. Amazing. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks. Thank you.